Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and he's had uh, four days to bone up on the fact that he opposes any common sense remark that I may have to make today. Well, when you make one, I'll be happy to endorse it. <laughs> it's just, just, it just never it's happens. Been quite a drought over there, to be honest with you. But I'll, I'm waiting. I have high hopes. All right, we're underway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome on board, everybody. Did well, the Easter Bunny hippity hop into your house this weekend? We, he did. He, he did or he she? bring you candy? Is the Easter Bunny he? I don't know. Well, in today's world, it's probably an X. Oh, okay. Well, it probably has no gender or is gender neutral. Right, cisgender uh, Easter money. Yes, uh, d- definitely hopped to my house with lots of chocolates and flowers and things like that. So the house smells like a mixture of, of Hershey and, and uh, lilies. How did chocolate ever come to be associated with Easter? I don't know, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> it works out in my favor. Does it? Well, so, you like yeah. them, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I watched my youngest grandson yesterday stuff his mouth full of chocolate rabbits. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eating off the ears and the and the feet. And I so always on. bit the ears off first. I didn't. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Take that, little Democratic bunny. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. A couple of things have been in the news lately. We can talk about uh, those. The Georgia election law has prompted some uh, of the Republican cancel culture and Democratic cancel culture to rise to the top. So we can talk about that. And uh, we can talk about the provisions of this law. But where is racism in there? Maybe you can help us identify that if it's anywhere. Uh, We can also talk about President Biden's infrastructure plan. There's tons and tons of there that doesn't relate to water, sewer, and and highways and bridges like you normally rail. think Don't forget rail. Don't forget rail. Rail, right. Well, some of it does, but some of it doesn't. And, uh, some of it is designed to take care of primarily urban areas that were significantly hurt by infrastructure development in years past. Uh, they use neighborhoods cut in half kind of thing by uh, superhighways. So uh, that's in there. So like, trying to fix a wide range of ills that may have popped up over recent years, so we can talk about that. Our board is clear. There were some emails that were not read on the radio, but those are not there. And the text, uh, now that's, uh, that's must be, the computer must have reset because there were some texts left over from Friday, but there's none in the in-basket. So uh, if you sent a text or an email Friday and it's still pertinent and you want us to read it, just send it again if you can, and uh, we'll try to get to that today. If you'd like to call us up, let's get that process started. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Order another F-150. <laughs> so, Although I'm told now the wait is about three months. So uh, when that is ready, we'll let you know. Uh, but uh, will I tell you about my latest one? This is uh, going to be a gorgeous truck. Uh, our to- 
toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. It's the telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. If you've downloaded the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app, you can text us directly from the app without dialing any numbers. Just say, text them, and uh, when you dial the newsroom, that goes to the newsroom, but you'll have to punch in the numbers uh, for the talk show, which is one 800 You can set that as a default if you want to call the On The Mark talk show from the app anytime. You can also listen to uh, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation uh, On The Mark show anywhere in the world by using the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. You know, so. we were talking, uh, we talked a little bit about the Georgia voting bill, and it's certainly continuing to be in the news and continuing to be a source of some discussion, particularly since President Biden opened his mouth and urged the uh, National Baseball Which League they did. to pull think, itself out of do you Georgia. Do think Biden saying something had an influence on that, or was he just predicting what they were going to well, do? Well, I know that now Delta and Coca-Cola, of course, have joined the fray, and they're, they're all upset. Everybody's hysterical about this. And, and, you know, if you really read the bill, and I read an analysis from the Washington Post. What? Yes, believe it or not. How did you find out about that? They talked about how does this compare to other states. Uh, Governor Kemp and other defenders of the law say that what's on the books now is in line with voting laws, even in blue states. Kemp cited Biden's home state of Delaware, pointing to the ways Georgia allows more access. Georgia's new voter ID requirements for mail ballots is one interesting comparison point. The state's old system required a cumbersome, and some said unreliable, signature matching process, and the new law replaces it with a requirement for a driver's license, social security card, or one of a number of other forms of ID prescribed by the state. Now there's the editorial right there, or there's the omission. What hmm. they don't say is all they have to do is send something like their utility bill, photocopy their uh, copy of their utility bill, that just shows their name and address and that it's going to them. So it's not onerous, it's not mm-hmm. any draconian proposal. Uh, Actually, that's a little bit less restrictive than some of the strictest voter ID laws in the country where photo ID is required. Other states are closer to Georgia's new law, requiring some kind of photo or non-photo ID, including a Social Security number. And among those are blue states, including Delaware, Washington, and Connecticut. It's not draconian. It's not... It's not terribly hard or difficult to do. You know, the, some of the other proposals, a ban on handing out food and water within 150 feet of a polling place. If I walk up to you with a Biden shirt on and hand you a, a free donut or a sandwich, isn't that, uh, isn't that likely to influence you? Hey, this nice people, these Biden folks, they're giving me a sandwich and a donut. Well, I guess you could say that in some ways like that, they're not super draconian, and, and that's fine. The key is that they really don't need to swing millions of votes in their favor for the Republicans. They just need to tweak it. I mean, they only lost the presidential election. I think it was like 0.2% of the vote went for uh, President Biden as opposed to President Trump in the election. So they don't have to do much. So maybe well, they aren't, hold on, maybe they aren't draconian, and, and that could be. But the voter ID requirement should be just enough. You know, you really only have to cut out a couple hundred thousand votes, and then in a okay. state with... Uh, I don't know how many people, well, more than 9 million people. Um, I, I don't know how many people live in Georgia. But in any event, uh, you, you really don't have to do much. So you just need some unfair 
tweaks to the system in order to keep Republicans in charge. Here's an unfair tweak. Counties in the state can send mail ballot applications only to voters who request them, as opposed to simply sending every registered voter a ballot and cannot fill in information ahead of time. Why should they send out ballots to everybody if they're not planning on voting? Well, I think that in some counties they consider uh, voting a constitutional right that people have. Well, it so is. So rather than <laughs> make, no, just hold on, rather than make it more difficult, they go the other way and they want it to be easier for everybody. So they mail everybody, you know, obviously people have an interest in voting because they've registered. So you make it as easy as possible. And uh, I think they've only done this one time, mailed okay. out well, ballots suppose, to everybody. And of course suppose. they had a massive response. Just suppose that 20% of the people, and we'll be generous because usually 50, 80% of the people don't vote, but 20% of the people don't do anything with those ballots. They're just lying around. Somebody else grabs it, fills it in, sends it back. You know, is, don't you see the potential uh, for a problem they commit there? commit a forgery because you have to do have the right signature, and, of course, and you'd have to have a, access to their driver's license or Social Security number, but that, well, that could the, be easily look gotten. Look at the potential for abuses of harvesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say to you, uh, Mark, you planning on voting? Oh, no, the heck with it. I'm not harvesting going to, the re- Can I have a, your addressed? ballot, please? May I have your ballot? I'll take care of it for you. You know, who do you, who do you want to vote for, Mark? I'll take care of it. What's the new harvesting rule in Georgia? Well, that, nothing. That's, that's the potential for harvesting. There is oh, the I potential see. Okay. for if, it if there. You have, if everybody has one, you're afraid Democrats will pick up Democrats' ballots and they'll take them to the drop box. Okay, well, we'll cross and that now, bridge when we get to it. I'm just saying, really, the Republicans didn't need to change much here. They just have to change, you know, whatever the amount that President uh, Trump uh, lost by, but which in Georgia which wouldn't of these be more than 20,000 or so. You know, you're saying that that's what their goal is. It shrinks the window for early and absentee voting, rather than allowing voters to request a ballot six months from Election Day, the new law says voters can start requesting ballots 78 days out. Mm-hmm. Now, that's yeah, but what's the three, time to return it? The time to return it is just a week or so. No, no. It says they uh, let rather than the previous 49 days, critics, I'm sorry, it says uh, can start requesting ballots 78 days out. Counties can begin sending ballots to voters just 29 days before Election Day rather than the previous 49 days. Mm-hmm. Critics say any mail delays with these shorter periods could lead to voters not getting ballots on time or not being able to return them in time. But proponents of the law say voters simply don't need the 180 days they used to have to request ballots right. and get yeah, them back. Somewhere in between is probably a safer, you know, the idea of a... That's a f- what they've done. They've uh, done in between that. Uh, well, no, they haven't. They've gone too tight so that with postal delays, uh, X number days. of the mail... Uh, yeah, have X, you ever gotten a piece no, no, of mail that took 78 the days to arrive? Not the mail-out time frame's fine. What's the new return time? 49 days. Yeah, that's, that's apparently too tight, they say anyway, because if you can't get all of the ballots ballots in in time. It, of course, mail-in ballots is like a Democratic stronghold. It's going to cut out Democrat. And of course, you got to keep in mind that, you know, racism is still the kind of in the background here. How is this racist? I'm just saying, if you cut out wide swaths of urban Democrats, you're going to hit blacks more than whites. And subsequently... But how are you doing that, Mark? What, what in this bill is doing that? 49 days. Oh, Democrats <laughs> are the people who use mail-in more. I'm sorry. I, I, I started to say that, but you interrupted me. Yeah, Democrats use mail-in 
more. So therefore, if you do something that curtails or is going to make some Democratic ballots no good, then it's going to help blacks, which are, are predominantly Democrats. So again, I, I'm not saying that this is racist, although that seems to be the sort of the all-star argument that they're having. But I'm just saying that if you wish to curtail a few thousand votes here, a few thousand there, that this is how you do it. You just tweak this law in ways that, uh, you know, to a common sense Republican by yourself, seem like common sense, you know, voter ID. But remember, 1% of the population, Lawrence's worthless estimate, can't get an ID without significant but aids. they're not allowing, they're not requiring anything really tough for identification. You could send them your t- utility bill, a copy of your utility bill, or you send yeah, read your that utility provision. Bill. That's pretty interesting. I'm glad that well, you brought not, that up. Well, they're not, they're not saying that in this Washington Post story. They're saying mm-hmm. there are other forms of ID pr- approved by the state. The state is approving some kind of bill that shows that you have, you know, uh, paid your utility bill. I mean, I think black people have power, too, don't they? I mean, if you say, well, it's going to disproportionately affect minorities who don't have they power. Do. It's, called, don't <laughs> it's called black power. <laughs> so we've talked about that since the 60s. I mean, it, it seems to me that we have an obligation to have fair elections that have some restrictions to them so that we know that people are voting fairly. I care right. whether or not your ballot is cast legally. Right. Agreed. But I think Republicans in Georgia who are in the leadership of, of the state and the governorship say, look, we, we don't, we can have fair elections, but we got to make sure that we find some slim ways to re- remove. One of our good listeners sends us a text that says that President Biden won by just about 12,000 votes. So out of, uh, you know, I don't know, 10 and a half million people in Georgia, you only need to cut out about 12,000 Democrats and you got it. Okay. So that's the key. And that's, uh, well, I don't know what it is. It's less than 1%. That's they have they have expanded voting rights in some ways. A minimum number of drop boxes is guaranteed. The governor has been arguing publicly that in rural counties that didn't have drop boxes in previous elections, this is an improvement. Right. While the number of drop boxes is so limited, it might not make a huge difference for voters. Kemp is correct that the law for the first time codifies requirements for a minimum number of drop boxes in well, the state. It also requires county. Saturday voting in places that didn't used to okay. have it. Yes, an additional day of early voting in most rural counties, the new bill requires at least two Saturdays of early voting for each primary and general election. Previous Georgia law required only one. It allows counties to choose when their early voting locations are open for a minimum of eight hours a day between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. It also The bill also includes more resources for precincts so that lines don't get too long. The law basically requires the state to monitor polling locations to see if any have lines longer than an hour or still have voters waiting in line for more than an hour after the polls were supposed to close. In those cases, the state is required to either form new precinct locations to ease the strain or beef up the existing mm-hmm. polls location capacity to handle the large number of voters. This is suppression? Right. Yeah, that, no, that will definitely help in, in the future. No argument there. Uh, it seems to be like a balanced bill. And, and I think bill. the goal was to make it appear as though it was a balanced bill when, in fact, it was a racially motivated <laughs> opportunity to eliminate, uh, you know, maybe a half a million Democrats or so from the rolls. So, have you had this fever we'll long? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and have you had this inability to remove the fox funnels from your eyes? This is, and from, to the see the real this is from the Washington Post. <laughs> I realize that. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five one. Away in on this, uh, Joe and I. Pre- 
probably we, he boned up on this with with a WAPO article, so now he's ready to go. Uh, what's your view on this? And I listened to Meet the Press yesterday, so now I'm ready to go. So, <laughs> all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Also, watch BuzzFeed. Did you watch that yesterday? Uh, I didn't get to see. Uh, it okay, yesterday. we'll go back and watch the uh, podcast. It's super. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You mean Media Buzz? I think. Oh yes. What did I say? Oh, you BuzzFeed. Buzz yeah, that's another uh, website altogether. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got two calls coming in. You could email us at on the com. And I predict Stan is once again telling me I'm wrong. So there. Oh, it's not. It's somebody else. All right, two other people texting seven zero two three six. Hang in there. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Two callers waiting, one coming in, two texts awaiting. Joe, read one or both of those texts real Says, quickly. Joe, 29 days to return mail-in ballots is not enough time. This past year, I received Christmas cards postmarked before Christmas, six weeks after Christmas. Sadly, the U.S. Postal Service is currently not reliable. I have, that's uh, from Bill in the Village of York. Right, but I your bills never come on gotten, time, right? I keep, you keep telling us that. All right, that's <laughs> fine. Got, have you ever gotten anything 29 days late? Uh, no, not that late, but nothing takes as long as it used to. But uh, I, I think the goal is since the post office is going slower, they think the uh, 29 days will be just enough to make you. Remember, you only need a few ballots to be late. You know that most will make it, but many won't. Uh, let's see. Dale no, is. Tom is next. Uh, no, Dale is Dale? next. Okay. Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just want to say that narrative of divide and conquer is starting to be, show its powers, and everybody's starting to understand that. So. <clears throat> I'm just saying, next time I am vote as long as the Communist Party of China is on there or the Mexican drug cartels, because basically they didn't borrow two trillion dollars off our kids, and they're not causing us to fight amongst each other. So, well, you're particularly our, our association is their game is up. I mean, if you look at all their banks are full packed, and they're sitting there getting you to try to argue with amongst each other, it don't make sense. They're going to either do a false flag because they're busted or they're going to uh, try to start a war. And the and only reason why is because people understand they, they're the ones who borrowed our kids' money and they're going to raise our taxes. You understand? All, oh, yep. All Makes perfect sense. And, you're, and you guys are just going along with it. You're adding fuel to the fire. Yep. I, I really. see the Bar Association involved in this. I honestly That's do. That's it. That's it. Yes. Don't, you don't? You no, don't, I, he do. does. I, he does. I definitely he does. do. No, I He's definitely do. I definitely see the bar association's hand in this evil state and national. <laughs> who's holding the rest of the money, Joe? Excellent point. There yeah, you go, the Joe. The bar association. Who, yep. bar, who, who signed their name on it? Did we sign our name on that loan, or did they? The bar association. Bar association. <laughs> 
Okay, I mean it's it's pre, it's kindergarten stuff. This is so obvious. It's crazy. It's so obvious. These, the people who watch news are the ones that cause the problems too, because they're just adding fuel to the fire too. So we should stop watching stop the watch. news. Stop watching the news. It's so obvious. Yeah, it's invisible. They're going to touch your feelings if you let them. Give them enough time. They're going to touch one of your films. So oh. All right. Late obvious. You got to go. For the Chinese Communist well, Party next election. it's not proper to touch anybody this time with the virus going on. Maintain your okay, social so distance. Go to war. Are we going to go to war to fight for our freedoms and our sovereignty for this nation, or are we going to go to war to because of the Bar Association? Bar Association. Bar Association. Bar. Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Dad. Yeah, we got to get another caller in real quick. I mean, this, Thank this, you, this, sir. This organization that needs to collapse. Okay, it's been that's long the one. Enough. All right, All gotcha. Right. Thank you so much, Dale. Tom, you're next. Next, next up, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, the problem with what these Republicans are doing with this voting is they're they're they uh, are searching for a for a problem that doesn't. They're searching for a solution that doesn't have a problem. <laughs> is what the problem is. Well, then why is the federal well, government... What, what, they, what, they, what they really need to fix, what the problem is, is they need more voting locations in the, in the minority districts. They need more places to vote. And they need more machines. That would fix a lot of these things. Then you don't need people standing in line for eight or ten hours to vote. You don't need people passing out water. We're having people having trouble going to the bathroom. They didn't talk about that. That's what needs fixed. They're they're trying to fix a problem that there isn't one. But you missed part of the bill, the part where they are actually requiring, uh, the, the state is being required to monitor polling locations to see if any have lines longer than an hour or still have voters waiting in line for more than an hour after the polls were closed. In those cases, the state is required to either form new precinct locations, which is what you're recommending, the county is. to ease the strain. No, it's the state that's required well, to do it. They already know it, Joe. They already know all these places because it was done on purpose. These places were all, these voting machines were taken out and precincts closed on purpose because they're in minority In districts. Georgia. In Georgia. So they need, so what they need to do is right away, they already know it, they don't have to study it one time. They're not studying they it. They already know it, they need to do it right away. And that's what the law requires, if they know yeah, that there's I'll a... Bet you that, and I'll bet you they'll do it. Well, and another thing that you're not law. talking about is they want to go right over the... the uh, what is the attorney general, the guy that's in charge of the voting? No, it's this, the secretary of state. This, this, okay, this Raffensperger. Right. Okay, if he's not in there, whoever they, whoever they put in there, if they don't like his decision, they want to go right over top of him and, and put in who they want to put in. You didn't mention that, and they want to do that, too. Well, they can't change. The, right, the Republicans can't change the voting. Uh, who, who's Secretary of State? They want to, Joey, that's what they want to do. They want to have it that a guy can go right over this Raffensperger. If they don't like his Hold decision, on. they can go right over top Hold of on. that. Tom, we got to get another caller. Last quick comment. Yes, Hurry up, Tom. Just quick comment, Tom. Go ahead. Or we'll call back it. after the hour. Yep, that's definitely. it. I mean, this, this right. whole thing Thank is, you. is yep, a I have to, a, I have a, to go. i got to get another caller. Chris, you get the same two and a half minutes, everybody else, Scott. Go right ahead. Yeah, call back minutes, eh? yeah well, uh, Joe can't seem to get his facts right. <laughs> you mean the Washington uh, Post? I'm reading from a Washington 20, Post article. The counties can't start sending out ballots until 29 days before the election. It used to be 49. 
you said it was 49 now several times. No, I said counties can begin. I read, I'm reading from a Washington Post story. Counties <laughs> can begin sending ballots to voters 29 days before right, election day. That's what I said. Rather said than the previous, rather than times. the, rather than the previous 49 days. Yes. I was, and you didn't read it that way the first two times. Well, I read the story. I'm, I'm not changing yeah, the content of it. Yeah, you had your numbers wrong when you started talking about it. Then also, it also has to be back 11 days before the election. Right. Uh, that's it's not in the, the Washington Post four. story. That's so that's 29 minus 11. That's how much time you have the mail to go both ways, get your ID requirement done, and and get your thing mailed back. You have about what? That when you send in your request, when you 11. send in your request for a mail-in ballot, you send along some form you of have identification. Two weeks to do it, and just think. I, I don't understand how this doesn't hurt Republican voters too, uh, because uh, let's say, assume most Republic, more Republican voters might be overseas. You're going to send a a letter, a ballot to Germany, and get it back in that time frame? I think there's special... Like totally I think there's ridiculous, doesn't it? I believe there are special, propo- or special circumstance oh, voting for... for rich Republicans who no, are No, for people, for people who are in the military. That's primarily who's no, that's, overseas. <laughs> well, if you're working over in Germany... Oh, what if you what if you don't have a pencil and you can't cast put an X down on your piece of paper? Should the government come in and hand you a pencil? It <laughs> seems unduly respective. And you didn't read the guy's summary of the puzzle about of the law that shows why that that gives the opinion that it, it hurts black and poor voters more. And the the Dropbox thing uh, increases them in rural counties and decreases them in cities. It, it, it limits the number of drop boxes in each county to one for early voting site. One for every 100,000 voters in the county. Chris, do you yeah, want to hold or call back? So that doing it that way increases the number in rural counties and decreases it in cities. Chris, hold or call back. One for every 100,000 people try, hurts try the... Try to understand English. You too. Trying to... Un- try 100,000 people, 100, people in the county would... There aren't 100,000 people in most uh, rural counties. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. We haven't mentioned him, but he's doing a fabulous job. Guess what? Rob Center, our great producer. So we appreciate his help and hard work. He served as a wonderful mediator on Friday and uh, kept to Ben and Chris in their separate corners. So we definitely appreciate that. And uh, now it's... Uh, I noticed blood on Joe. the table here this morning. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't even joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I had a bloody nose. We'll just leave it at all that. Right. All right. So, uh, but no, we appreciate it. Rob. He's done a fabulous job all the way across the board every day, all the time, all day. So we really appreciate that. And we're very grateful that he is there. On the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're talking about Georgia's election, y'all. Uh, we can also talk about the pandemic, uh, the uh, numbers nationwide uh, spiking upward, uh, primarily driven by young people enjoying lots of freedom these days. So uh, we can talk about that. Or maybe you have uh, the uh, huge uh, Joe Biden uh, infrastructure plan, uh, most of which doesn't really have anything to do with what we consider normal infrastructure projects in it, uh, but it's been expanded to include many other things. So we can talk about that if you so choose. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or you could text us at 70236. We invite you to do what I've done. That's go to the Sunbury Motor Company on North 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. I've been to both locations. Uh, do what I do. Find out about the many vehicles they got there. Ford, Hyundai, and Kia. Do as I've done. Talk to Ernie in Austin about a brand new Kia. Get that Telluride. Boy, that is just a super vehicle. Talk to Kyle, like I've done, about buying a Ford uh, truck, whether it's a Ranger or an F-150. I'm considering bumping up to an F-250 so I have an even greater towing capacity and the bed will hold a lot more. doesn't have quite the number of accessories, but I'll tell you what, that's a nice truck, too. So the F-250 or Joe's favorite, the one they have in uh, Shimoka Dam, is an F-750 with a dump body and four-wheel drive. And, uh, it's, it's about a nine-ton truck altogether. Uh, Jeff Clock's over there at uh, Sunbury Motors taking good care of all the dollar signs and making sure that everybody gets the vehicle they want for the price they want. And uh, So that's just a real quick uh, scan at what they got at the Sunbury Motor Company. Yes, I did what I've always been doing, ordered another F-150 from the Sunbury Motor Company. Now, because of the superconductor shortage, it's going to be here in about three months. You're going to hear about this truck for about three months until that arrives. And so we'll, we'll talk about that as time goes on. But do what I've done. Go to Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. They're a volume dealer, so they're very interested in making some great deals with you. In the news today, vaccinations are up as from uh, Saturday's numbers from the State Department of Health. About 1,100 more local residents got at least one shot lately. Half of those went to Northumberland County. Now 43,000 Northumberland County residents have had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. You can read all the rest of the numbers at WKOK.com. Remember, we started to tell you there's a massive stockpile of personal protective equipment, or PPE, currently literally filling up the Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. Our correspondent Mark Sims says that story. Department of General Services Secretary Kurt Topper says PPE continues to be distributed from the Farm Show Complex, although at a lower rate than at the height of the pandemic. But knowing that the complex will be used for other purposes once the pandemic ends, Topper says the department is working to find another location. Our current intention is is to work throughout the summer to remove all of the inventory to a new location and to be out of the farm show completely by the fall. Topper says the department recently put out a request for proposals for private sector warehouses where the material could be stored. 
Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And WHTM TV today reporting on a Schuylkill County School District is taking a free speech case to the U.S. Supreme Court this month. A few years ago, student Brandy Levy cursed out the Mahanoy Junior Senior High School to her friends on Snapchat when she didn't make the varsity cheerleading squad as a freshman. The school then suspended her from cheering for a year. The ACLU sued on her behalf, arguing free speech. Levy has won two court cases over this, but now the school district says they're taking it all the way to the nation's highest court. Uh, quote, now Levy says this, quote, I just want the Supreme Court to realize that every person and every student and young adult has freedom of speech, unquote. Her father said, if they just took her aside and said, Brandy, kind of watch, be careful with what you're saying or doing, but as far as the action they took suspending her, I think that was uh, far reaching above and beyond what it should be, unquote. Larry Levy, the student's father, said that in their court filing, the Mahanoy School District argues the First Amendment is not a territorial straitjacket that forces schools to ignore speech that disrupts the school environment. The Supreme Court will hear the case late in April and rule by June. Can you imagine using a school district's tax dollars to fight a student who said F the school on Snapchat? Well, you're always telling me words have consequences. She chose to use that word. I never said that before in my life. Oh, yes, you have. Okay. (laughs) So, shouldn't she be punished? (laughs) For saying on private media, her her, uh, private social media, her actual thoughts about her school at the moment? We have a lot of people who have been crucified in the media for having (laughs) said something privately that wound up getting out there. Funny thing to say on Easter Monday, but anyway. Well, figuratively, (laughs) not literally. All right. So, well, I think, first of all, the kids should be able to voice their opinion. Uh, if Their opinion, yes. If but, it, in, but in what way uh, does saying, you know, blank the school district, how does that disrupt school? Well, if we said it on the air here, it would be disrupting the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. It's against the FCC rules and regulations to use that kind of word language on the air. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- there are limits to what you can do. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. I don't think you should be able to use that but word. But broadcast media has a different responsibility because we do, you know, we're licensed to do public goods, so we have uh-huh. this high bar. But Snapchat has a very, 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 very low bar. But it's a, it's a difference between a school district having some kind of control over its students and individuals. I mean, we had someone in the borough had a flag out in front of their house that said F. Biden. Mm-hmm. That's their right. It's free speech. Right, is right, it right, is right. it proper or is it a good thing? Maybe not. Is it a good example for young people? Right. No. <laughs> but it's still, you know, it is still free speech. You know, okay. she could have chosen to say, I am greatly disappointed in my school district for having done this. <laughs> that would have been okay. But when she added the F word, when she added the F word. No, I think that's what she was saying. That's a summary. That would be parenthetically what she said. All right. Well, we talked about the Georgia election a little while and ago. And I still have more on that that we can get into, but we have call, a call pending. We'll read this right here. It right, uh, says, good morning. The problem I have with Georgia and other states changing election rules is making it 
harder to vote is just wrong. But, you know, even uh, the story that I subsequently found is from the Atlanta Constitution Journal, their own newspaper. And it's a fact-by-fact fact, uh, outline of what the bill does say and what it doesn't say. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it shows how it compares against other states. It said voters can cast absentee ballots without offering an excuse in two-thirds of the states, including Georgia. And excuses required in one-third of the states. So one-third of the states have more restrictive in that regard than mm-hmm. Georgia does. Georgia lawmakers considered eliminating no excuse absentee voting, but didn't do it. Twenty-two states allow voters to apply for absentee ballots less than seven days before an election. Thirteen states set the application deadline at seven days before an election. Under SB 202, Georgia becomes one of 11 states that set the application deadline more than seven days before the election. So there again, they're mm-hmm. not out there on their own doing something right. wild so and So they're horrible. more in line with other states. Right. right. Well, no argument there. I think that's fine. That's a perfectly good uh, analysis. Uh, does bring them in line, but that doesn't go all the way back to their motivation. Their motivation is racist to well, cut off Democrats and to tweak the election laws in a sufficient manner just, to make them solidly Republican again. Let me just give you this one, because this is the okay. sticking point. To verify the identity of voters, 30 states match their signatures on absentee ballots with signatures already on file. Six other states require signatures but do not verify them. Eight states require a voter signature plus the signature of a witness. Now, that's pretty onerous. Three states require ballot envelopes to be notarized. Two states require voters to submit a copy of some sort of identification. Under SB 202, Georgia will become one of four states that require voters to submit a driver's license number or other ID number. The others are Kansas, Minnesota, and Ohio. Many states require a driver's license or other ID to register to vote or to vote in person. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Talking about uh, the Georgia voter law, we did that the first half hour, but now we have a free speech issue that's popped up uh, at the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, the In Schuylkill County, the Mahanoy... I agreed to hear it, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I am, too. I mean, it seems so <laughs> trivial that what you say on Snapchat has any influence. Now, I think if you said, hey, I'm going to do something terrible to somebody or to the school or, you know, whatever, I think that's a different story. But to just uh, curse out the school and to say that that's somehow disruptive, uh, there must be more to the story. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll start out with Stan talking about free speech. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. I, I, one question. I didn't catch the very beginning. Well, I did, but I didn't think I missed it. What, what, what platform did she use to cuss out the school district? Snapchat. Okay, so it wasn't a school district uh, site or a school district webpage or anything like that. Nope. Correct? Nope. It was Snapchat, <laughs> social media. Uh, then, it's, then in my opinion, it's none of their business. Yeah, it may have hurt their feelings, but oh well. You know, she had her feelings hurt, right or wrong. You know, maybe her parents need to sit her down and have a good discussion with her about her, you know, her use of language and stuff when, you know, trying to express herself. But mm-hmm. as far as the school district, oh well. You know, they need to get over themselves. Stan, you're absolutely right. This isn't the first time you've been right, but uh, you are today. So I usually agree with Stan, but here I'm going to take a, the opposite <laughs> tact. You know, I understand a 16-year-old kid or 17-year-old kid is going to be upset if they don't get what they want. But, you know, there, there, are, there are limits and there are boundaries that we set for people in this world, and parents should set for their kids. And if I had my kid using the F word about the school district over some disappointment that, you know, 
he just didn't like. I would be very upset with that. Well, nobody's kid, saying be, that you should. As well, a parent, well, you shouldn't no. be able to take action. Go no, ahead. I did say that the parents need to set her down and discuss her use of language for being, you know, disappointed or whatever she was. But apparently, she was, they're not doing that. Pretty, pretty angry, evidently. But as far as the school district goes, they're out of the picture, in my opinion. It's it's a parent's job to parent, so they need to parent. The school district, well, you know, they need to get over themselves. And we'll stop wasting the taxpayer dollars to, uh, you know, to fight this in court. Amen. Well, I'll agree. Taking it to the Supreme Court seems like a stretch, but uh, and I certainly wouldn't expend taxpayer dollars to do that either. I would hopefully hope we could find some compromise along the way. But still, what what should the school district have any right to punish a kid for that kind of thing? Or you think not, huh? Not now. If she had used their platform, their web page, their Facebook page, or something along those lines, absolutely. There, she's going on to their space and doing that. I don't she know. I don't know. Space. I don't know anything about you know, Snapchat, but can could it's possible the school district had a Snapchat account and mm, all the kids were on it? That'd be a little unusual, but not impossible. But even yeah, so, I, it was her Snapchat. It wasn't the school. Okay. My, my understanding of Snapchat is once you start doing your whatever your conversation, after a while it disappears. Right. That, that's my understanding. I could be wrong about that. I, I don't know. Nope, that's either, the purpose either of way, it. Yeah. You well, know, the school district is carried this way too far. Yeah, well, apparently it didn't disappear, Stan. <laughs> oh, that's, evidently somebody saw it or, or, or screenshot it or whatever they do with that stuff, you know. They do, you know, do stuff way above my pay grade. You know, when you're talking about the Internet and, you know, that type of stuff, I just, I can get on it and use it, but that's about as far as it goes. So, you well, know. Some days I can't now, even do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, as far as far as voter, you know, the Georgia voter law, you know, Georgia's right. The legislature down there is right. The governor is right to sign it. And all the people protesting are just fools because they're, they're lying about everything that's in it. And. And the, and the big CEOs of these big corporations that are whining and moaning about it, they're all a bunch of racists then because they all require an ID to get hired in their corporations for any job, guaranteed. Right, but there's nothing in the bill to help individuals who would have trouble getting an ID. I'm glad you went right to the heart of the ID situation because that's really the, what's happening in Georgia that's prompting a lot of this. Some of the other provisions are, you know, might not be as onerous, but there's still X number of individuals. And, of course, you don't think you think that percentage is zero, but there is still, we'll say, 1% of individuals that have a great deal of trouble getting an ID, and it's those individuals that we disenfranchise and they are primarily Democrats, and they are primarily black, and that's what this is all about. <laughs> Whoa, Mark, 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 Mark. You let in the racists there. You're considering the, you know, the, the soft bigotry of low expectations again, saying that it's black, the majority that don't have voter ID. That's not low now, expectations. It's actual reality. But they're not requiring <laughs> voter ID. They're just requiring you to send something like your utility the bill form in. form of ID, right. And you have well, to name right. me a place where you don't have to provide a form of ID to do something. You want to get on an airplane? ID. You want to open a bank account? ID. You know, even if you want to go to the movies and you have a card. Stan, we'll give you the last word. Get ID. I go to Lowe's and use my veteran's discount. When I show them the, my Lowe's card, it comes up, please ask for ID for Stan because we need to make sure that he's an actual veteran. <laughs> That's at Lowe's. An so, actual veteran. Are they... Yep. Are they are they being racist? 
Thank you for your service. All right, Stan, we got to get the next call. Well, in Marktopia, they are, Stan. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're not. Thank All right. you. Yep, thank you so much. Cindy, thanks for patience. You are on the mark. No problem with the patience, and I agree that people should have to produce an ID to vote because that assures to me that people who have the legitimate right to vote are voting, and the people who do not have the right to vote, there are over 34 million people in this country who are here legally, but who have no right to vote. They're immigrants who have come here. And while I welcome their presence, if they want to vote, they need to go through the process of becoming a citizen. And then I welcome their voting. But anyway, I want to talk about the students speaking. I'm just disgusted with this school district. Once again, wasting taxpayer dollars, chasing after this. They've lost twice. They've lost twice, including in federal court. This girl sent this message off school property and out when school was closed on the weekend. It left the airs, the airways, before the weekend was over. The school acknowledges there was no disruption to the school or to its instruction, which is the only parameters in which they might have a legitimate argument. So really what this is saying is, does this school run your child's life 24-7, 365, from the minute you enroll them until they graduate? And I say, no, they don't. No, they don't. When your child is home, at the very least, they are your responsibility, not the school district. And so they're moving beyond their uh, boundaries, as we've spoken about before on this uh, show. There are boundaries, and they have, they, the school district, has crossed that boundary because they're not in charge of that child when that school is closed. What if that's something the child does holds the school district up to public scorn, ridicule, or, you know, just makes them, cast them in a bad light? We have clauses in contracts that say people have to have a, a good moral standard or they can be fired. You know, isn't the same thing required of kids in school? They can't use profanity to express their opinions. They wouldn't allow it in the school building itself. And she did not do it in the school building itself. Did well, she? She didn't say but she did it about the school. Face. The district. I read okay. the message. She just right. spoke very generally. She did not name any people. So, and let me say this, Joe. Does the school have control of me? They have a contractual relationship with me to provide these services to my community for which I pay them through taxes. So does the school control me? I think we can all agree no. Why would then they control the child? Well, and I think the district has argued that this is a form of bullying. Now, in this case, the district is the victim and the students doing bullying. Now, she may have used a private forum or media in order to do the bullying, but that's what it is. And they do have rules that go throughout uh, life, not just when you're on school grounds, against bullying if you're going to be one of their good students participating in extracurricular activities. If she wasn't involved in extracurricular activities, we wouldn't be having this conversation but That's she's true. but their argument is that well this is abusive speech that she's using even though it's private speech and and that they are the victim and that it violates their policy for the kids that get involved in extra stuff well and that therein lies the conundrum about extracurriculars did she, is there in that extracurricular policy and I didn't take the time to look it up this morning but is there explicitly uh, stated that you will be uh, kicked off the team if you violate in a set of rules of conduct that state that. And right. if that's true, then she, they, the school district may have 
some ground to stand on, but it still goes beyond the boundaries when they are off campus and there is no such contract between the student and the district. Right. And, and, and it's schools closed. Yeah, I didn't read the policy either, but that is a great question because the question is, if it specifically says if you are on the cheer squad, which when she was a freshman she wasn't, she cursed him out, but she made the cheer squad as a sophomore, and then it was kicked off because of this remark. Now, I'm, I'm vague on the timing, not quite sure how that could happen, but in any event, once you're, it may be that they say once you're part of the cheerleading squad, you are a representative of the school district 24-7. But the way you read the story, Mark, that's not the way it happened. The way right. they read the story, she, she cursed them out as a freshman, and right. then they banned her for a year. Presumably right. her for her sophomore, sophomore year, she year. would have been banned. And that and what are they trying to do now? Are they trying to get that overturned so she can cheer in her sophomore year? Or do they want money no, from I the school district? I think she's probably a senior now. This has been going on for a long time. And it's the school district taking them to court, so... Well, right? and you have to ask yourself, in the balance of challenges that the school district faces, including, most importantly, the academic achievement of their students, just how high is this priority? Did somebody oh. got their nose in a twitch. In fact, the, the cheerleading coach. All right, we got to move on. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. Really appreciate the call. Quickie break. we got calls uh, in and ready to go. We'll be on those in a moment. One line's open, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Got lots of emails and texts waiting, but uh, phone calls come first. And we got three of those lined up. And I wouldn't be shocked if the fourth line were lit up soon. We're talking about a Schuylkill County case uh, where a school district is punishing a student for a Snapchat post. That's the one story. Of course, earlier today we were talking about voting in Georgia and the uh, onerous draconian law that was passed there. Oh, in knock it off. <laughs> okay. That restricts voting primarily for blacks. It won't let blacks go to the polls. <laughs> You're incredible. <laughs> okay, so my summary how you start the show. My summary's a little one-sided, but uh, one -sided. you get the idea. All right, Mike, thanks for calling in. Which of these two hot topics are you interested in uh, discussing? Well, actually, it's the state of the country, but I'll narrow it down to what's going on in Georgia. You know, it's interesting. The narrative is basically what you're saying, that the people in Georgia that were elected enacted a racist, bigoted law designed to keep black voters away from the polls. Okay, and I mean, that is the message that's out there. And it seems to me that a lot of corporations and, and, and Major League Baseball itself is acting on that is the truth. 
and it, it, the world is backwards right now because I, I believe Joe mentioned that they've done an analysis of all the criticisms, and basically they're uh, unfounded, they're misrepresented, misrepresented, and they're designed to uh, motivate people to believe one thing, and, and because of that, people are taking actions. And I think it's bad for the country, and I think it's especially bad when the president of the United States can point a finger at the elected representatives of Georgia and basically say that law is Jim Crow on steroids. It, it, it does not make any sense when you get right down to it. And, the, and as far as the Major League Baseball goes, what were they doing? Was, was this the case of what they call virtual signaling? Because the reality is Major League Baseball has some special treatment from the government. Their uh, stadiums are located in cities that are run by Democrats, and they're essentially public funded. Okay, so it, it serves the interest of Major League uh, Baseball to suck up to the Democrats in this case to keep their uh, nice ride that they have going. So, you know, my mom always used to say it's all about money, and I, and I never believed her. But as I approached 66 years old, I wish my mother was alive to, so I could say, "Hey, mom, you were right." Because it, it is coming down to money and power, of course. And uh, we, we live in a country right now, I, I heard this over the week, they said that cultural totalitarianism is a precursor to political totalitarianism. And with this cancel culture, where conservatives are being pushed aside and silenced, and where false narratives are accepted as truth, I think we're... Uh, getting past the point of cultural totalitarianism. And uh, I do believe that we could be slipping down the slippery slope of political totalitarianism. But there's no I, argument that conservatives are losing grip, but cancel culture is a bipartisan dilemma. It's not just no, Democrats. But come on, the, the way the Democrats are howling about this Georgia legislation is, you know, even the Atlanta Constitution Journal, they've gone right down the line. They talk about early in-person voting, which is another big, big brouhaha down there, is available in 43 states, including states with all mail elections. 24 states, including Georgia, allow some weekend voting. So that means 26 states don't allow weekend right. voting. These are tweaks to keep it Republican. Early, That's all. You just have to keep that in mind. All right. How so? But wait a second. Early voting periods range in length from 4 to 45 days. The average is 19 days. Under Georgia law, 19, 17 days plus 2, 19 days. So right. where is this harming anybody? According to my calculation, they only need to eliminate 0.2% of the vote and, and they will have mission their, uh, achieve their mission. Uh, Mike, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. We've got to get another caller on. We're talking about voting in Georgia. Go ahead. Yeah, if, if anything, all this brouhaha does is motivate the Democrats on the left. So they're going to get more than their point zero two percent or whatever it was you said, because just the publicity is going to increase voter turnout on the left. So they're gaining there. Everything you're seeing right now is all about winning in 2022 for the Democrats. Right. Excellent point. And they will and have talked about and certainly will double and redouble and make sure that they overcome even this uh, egregious and draconian uh, right. This law. is definitely Thank designed you, to suppress the white vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why can't you? Re why can't the same sentence be said backwards? That's funny. Well, maybe because whites 
<laughs> are in charge. All right, one eight hundred seven. Are they? Uh, well, they have the. They elected a black uh, United States. They're senator. still the majority in the U.S. Sorry, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Hold on, callers. We got to stay on schedule with a quickie break. Uh, one of our good listeners, uh, when Cindy was talking about the school district in Schuylkill County, uh, that has gone way overboard. Uh, one of our listeners sends a note and says. Amen, Cindy. So we appreciate that. Good way to uh, get a comment on Easter Monday. We'll be right back. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, Carl is uh, next up. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. I wanted to just chime in about the young girl and the cheerleading. If I remember right, the whole idea behind going to school is to prepare the young the youngsters for adulthood. And when I reflect back, I was very fortunate. I was a three letterman at Shikalimi many, many years ago in wrestling, track, and cross country. And one of the things that our coaches always reminded us is that we don't just represent our team when we're on the field or on the mat. We represent that team 24-7. And if you look at what this young girl said, just because she didn't make the team, she basically said, F the school, F the coach, and F all the cheerleaders. So how do you blame a school for not allowing her to participate in a in the uh, cheerleading when she just got done saying F you to, to everybody involved? I, I, I commend the school for standing up for what they're doing. We need to teach the way we were taught back in the day, that if you disrespected your coach, you disrespected your team, and you disrespected your you know, your fans and everything, you weren't going to be part of that team. So I, I just want to say, you know, I, I back that school 100% for uh, standing up again. All right, but I, I, I agree with you, but let, here's the thing. The, the cheerleaders are, in effect, representatives of the school district's school spirit. In other words, they are they're out there cheering for the team. How can you cheer for the team when you're effing everybody on it? <laughs> so to speak. Exactly. I don't think this is a freedom of speech issue whatsoever. This is, I mean, let's, let's, let's fast forward now. This young lady gets out of school and she goes for a job at the radio station and she doesn't get the job. So she goes online and says, F you, Mark, and F you to the radio station. Well, uh, you know, what, <laughs> I think what, that's and, happened. You know, so. what, yeah, but what lesson, you know, what <laughs> lesson are we teaching everybody else if we say, oh, this is okay. You can go out there and you can just, you know, talk like this. Okay. Like All right, Carl, let me ask you this then. All right, what if she uh, uses her cell phone and she sends her friend Uncle Carl uh, two short, two small counties over, sends Carl a text message that says, uh, F the school, you know, Uncle, I didn't make this the squad, F them and F the cheerleaders. Is, are you going to turn that over to the school or is that too narrow? No, I think that that's too narrow. She, From what I understand, she put this out on and i'm not big on social media stuff but i think if i'm and correct me if i'm wrong somebody that when you put it out on the snapchat and the facebook that that's basically out to the public now so i not, think there's a no, difference no no between no calling you, on, you would only have so it's like facebook you only have certain followers and the general public can't see it it's just your followers now who knows how many friends she has on snapchat you know that typically young yeah, people have a hundred or more if i put something if i put something on facebook and the, the people that are my friends see it, 
they can now share that with their friends and which can share it with their friends, which can share it with their friends. Because I actually just, and again, I'm not much on social media, but I actually put a post on last night. I had a picture of one of my roosters, which is going to be my dinner next Friday night. And I put on it next Friday night dinner. He doesn't know it yet. And that, you know, I just did and that got spread around to a whole lot of people that I, I'm not friends with because people shared it and thought it was comical. So when you put it on Facebook, you're not just sharing it with those one or two you know, or 50 people that you're friends with. It gets spread around. And by, by doing that, if she's saying F you to all these uh, you know, people, she doesn't deserve to be on the team. Why would you want her you know, on your team? And, and, and again, it comes back to the lesson of this is not acceptable behavior now or in the future when she gets out of school. I, and it, All right. Well, I just hope allow it with her. I just hope your rooster doesn't have social media. Yeah, well, he's going <laughs> to be good under the grave. Words, word, words out. Wait, 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 till he, wait till he posts. Okay. Thank you so much, nice Carl. Call. Appreciate <laughs> your call, buddy. Take thank, care. Thank you. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh, jeez. The rooster's going to cry. Foul. <laughs> foul, foul. Throw in the towel. <laughs> All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. I agree with you, Mark, on this one. What? Really? The young lady has every right to use whatever she wants to say about the school. And the F word is not a blasphemy word or a curse word. It's just a poor use of language, which I... As a youth, my mother would have washed my mouth out with soap if I'd ever used it. But the problems with the parents, that they didn't bring her up better, not to be against everybody because you don't get your own way. But that's the way we're living today. And it's, uh, it's I don't agree the school district should not take it to a high level just to prove a point. It's a waste of money, waste of time. And when we were in school, yeah, we didn't have social media. We had the telephone. And if you could have listened in, you would have heard us say some nasty things about teachers, etc. That wasn't aired publicly, but We've all said them when we didn't get our way, you know, back in them days. So, yeah, they free speech is very important. And in the cancer culture we live today, you know, you have to be careful who you want to cancel out. And, you know, we can be canceled for speaking the truth. And... You know, a lot well, of it, people... it isn't a, a new phenomenon. People have been uh, censored and m- modified or, m- you know, taken off the air or whatever it happens to be. As long as there's been communication, there's been somebody that said something somebody else didn't like and said, okay, well, that has to be curtailed. I don't right. think it's a new phenomenon. It certainly is bipartisan. Look at the president over the weekend encouraged a boycott of baseball because of this voter law and the uh, the Georgia. right the Georgia thing. So that there's another example of cons- so supposedly conservative cancel culture. 
You know, he uh, sure was off base on that one. But, you know, Dan, here's what you're missing. This girl represents, she wanted to represent her school as a cheerleader. She wanted to go out in front of the public and say, my school is great, cheer for my school, my school's the best. So she doesn't get what she wants, and she starts effing this and effing that and effing everybody else. And so what do you have? You have this person who's supposed to, who wants the job of representing the school district and holding up its values before the community, and she's defecating all over them, if you will. You know, that's not yeah. right. That's not that's not what we should Privately be teaching with kids a few at school. Friends. Privately, Privately with, with a few yeah. friends. <laughs> you know, here's a it's question, not public defecation. Joe. How mature? <laughs> I wasn't that mature at that age where I, I said a lot of stupid things. You can't expect a young Did somebody call you on them? Dan, did somebody call you on the stupid things you said? Sure. All right, well, that's what the school district's doing here. That would have, they called me out. I remember the first time I used the F word, my mother was ready with the bar soap (laughs) to wash my mouth out. But here, the young lady, it depends on her family upbringing. She doesn't know any better. And you can't hold her responsible at that age. Yes, I can. I certainly can. Stupid things. You never. You, you can say stupid things, but there are consequences to be paid when you say them, and that's what their school district's doing. Although I think I agree with you. I think they've gone too far. I wouldn't appeal it to the Supreme no. Court. But you know, she did. My level is if she would have blasphemed the Lord, then I'd I'd be on. I'd feel different about it. The F word is all. I mean, that's abused all over the culture, and it's not a cuss word. It's just a bad... Well, I don't know where you come language, from, but where I come know. from, it's a curse word. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, a bad it's word. It's not blasphemy. Wow, no argument Lord. there. Good point. It, it's, uh, it's a poor No, it's blaspheming against the school district and the cheerleaders. Language, which I don't use, but in my youth I did some, is being a lost person. All right, I, we got to go. That's, we that's it. We, we so got to roll. Thank you, Dan. Take care, Dan. All right. Take care. Take Bruce. care. Appreciate Bye. the call. Thank you. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners uh, sides with the district and says, social media is a public forum. I think it's a good lesson to punish a student for abusing this. They went a bit too far, but still, kids must learn this. Adults do this crap way too often. Well, that's a good point. One of our good listeners. And uh, let's see. One of our emailers, Texters here, says, Mahanoy School District, how did I Uh, characterize this as hate speech? Well, by definition, it is not hate speech. Uh, Let's see. Anything else that relates to free speech? I guess this one, and then we'll have to take the break. Why did the young person not make the cheerleading squad? Did she not have the skills needed to make the team by the judges' votes? Apparently not. Is her gripe she wasn't judged fairly? I think she was just disappointed. Wait, I don't think it even matters for this anymore. I mean, it did back in the day, but uh, now it doesn't make any difference because uh, it's you know we're arguing about the law that's associated with this, not the incident. All right, we're going to take a quickie break, and when we come back, we got one caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got a couple of emails and texts that relate to uh, the election law changes in Georgia, so we can talk about that. 
1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Speedy dialers. Uh, Joe, uh, texters and emailers choice. Go right ahead. Okay, here we go again. Show ID to vote? Well, I go to vote in my township and just tell my name and sign. No ID required, right? So why is everyone complaining? Hey... When you sign your name, well, yeah, you're, you're identifying yourself and you're comparing right. your signature to the one on file. But in Fulton County, there's a lot of new residents, so that doesn't really apply in those. You're not talking Fulton County, Pennsylvania, no. I assume. You're talking in Georgia. Oh, yeah, in Georgia. In Georgia. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Excellent <laughs> point. Uh, upper right here, right here. Uh, why were voting discrepancies not an issue when Truman defeated Dewey or Nixon and Kennedy or Ford and Carter, etc.? It would seem to me that it infers a malicious intent to deceive voters and the loss of the Trump presidency. This cycle triggered more questions than answers. All right, very perceptive. It is that is exactly okay. what it's all about. Now this one and, and after analysis by the Washington Post, read by Joe, why did Major League Baseball make the decision on the All-Star game? Uh, what criteria and or how did the CEOs of Delta and Coke make their analysis of the voting law and make public statement against the law? Well, they obviously didn't read the Atlanta Constitutional Journal's <laughs> summary that we read from here this morning. Yeah, I, I think it's still the goal is to disenfranchise a few people, not thousands. So that's the issue. Uh, the Players Association encouraged the pullout of the All-Star game. So I guess the players felt... But the Atlanta Braves weren't in favor of it, as I understand Well, it. that's right, because... Uh, uh, I saw city. on the TV news last night that it was $90 million is at stake. Even Stacey Abrams came out against the boycott. Well, 90, have I mentioned the yeah, $90, $90 million? million okay, thank you. Amazing how principles go out the window when money's involved. <laughs> Joseph, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes, I want to comment on that young lady uh, using that vile word. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I hear many people, even in society, and you don't know in the radio, you use the word freaking. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, you know what that means. Yes. Uh, it's just a watered-down kind of version, but it's the same thing. They're meaning the same thing. And uh, they get away with that. And like you were saying, uh, you, there are certain things you dance and say on the radio, kind of the federal laws, right? Right. Right. Well, right. how come on TV you hear mother F this, mother F that, every other word? Because those Isn't are ca those, communications? those are cable networks, and they are home subscription services where you can either buy them or reject them. You don't oh, need okay. to accept okay. them. They're not but you won't find them over the broadcast channels. You won't find them on the WBREs, the WYOUs, and the WNEPs. Oh, okay, I didn't understand that. But, uh, you know, this happened... 
in the sixties, I worked. Uh, I was a stonemason, and I did contract jobs. I was doing a contract job for a professor, uh, not a professor. He was a top top uh, um, psycho guy at Buck uh, at uh, <laughs> EV Hospital at the time, and I was building a fireplace in his basement. He had a room down there when when his children acted up. He would let them go down there and just do what they wanted to do. I mean, if they wanted to smash something, they could do it. Instead of correcting them and teaching them how to uh, not vent their emotions, they, they, he just thought, it, you know, that was the, that was the thought of, of these uh, psychiatrists at that time, the Dr. Spock era, that just let the child do what he wants and he'll work it out. Well, what happens when that child becomes a man <laughs> and someone crosses him and he vents his anger on you like he did in that room to whatever he wanted to smash he could do. You just he didn't do learn whatever how to you control want. himself. <laughs> and that's what we're living in, a generation of people like that today, that these things are acceptable, but they are not acceptable. And, and you know, I, I hear even many uh, Christians say, God darn it. Well, you know what they mean. They don't want to say, you know, gee, damn it, or whatever. But they, they, they it's that new speak, in other words, uh, we we tone things down. A thief isn't a thief anymore. He's a uh, 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 misappropriated funds or pilfery or, or whatever. Uh, adultery isn't adultery anymore. It's, it's having an affair or uh, just two lovers, you know. And so when you tone things down, and sin is sin, no matter how you label it, so it's how gonna about be acceptable? How about Goldang? Is that that gold. out there too? <laughs> Come on. The same thing is. It's the same thing. Uh, you know, no, no it's not. Say that. It's you know not. What I mean? It's not the same thing. It, it may. You may infer. <laughs> You're making no, Rob very mean, nervous. But they don't want to say it. Same way with when they say freaking. They. You know what they mean. You know very right. well what they I, mean. I don't like that either. That's not my choice. All right. No, thank you so much, Joseph. We got to get another call going. It's like if I say if I use excrement, you know what that means. You know there's a simpler yeah, word right. for it, but Joseph, we're not using we gotta it. Go. We got to go, Joseph. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Though thanks for the call, thanks, Joseph. Chris, you get less than sixty seconds. Go right ahead. Less than sixty seconds. I have timing, don't I? Or you have timing when the answer. Anyway, yeah, Joe suggested that uh, Georgia wasn't uh, whites in control. It's the House, state House, state Senate, and the governor that passed the law and signed the law. So that's definitely all white. And the reason they're so upset is because they did lose the senatorships and the presidential election. And before this, I believe it was mostly whites that uh, voted by mail. Now it's black because of the election controversies and Trump, and now they changed the law to limit it. Your Use job your today, head. your assignment, you should you choose to accept it, was. your assignment, should you choose to accept it, is to read the Atlanta Constitution Journal summary of the voting law and how it equals other states. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, everybody. This is WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.